Um, I am starting another series um, today. For y'all that don't know her and haven't heard what we're going to do to start off to begin with, is y'all are going to continue. Oak Grove is going to continue on its regular schedule. Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning, and, and Broxton is going to start uh, basically kind of following, following Oak Grove's schedule on the second floor. Uh, so we're just basically going to be alternating back and forth uh, for services. So if folks at Broxton want to come out here, like uh, Lois and Debbie and Kayla, that's awesome. And uh, likewise, if you guys want to come join us at Broxton, we're going to be doing it on the second and fourth Sundays. And we're also going to be doing it uh, outside to begin with. And we'll get back into this thing slowly. Um, but anyway, I just want you all to know what the schedule was. And that, of course, you guys are invited to go out there. I'd love to see you guys out there. Uh, but anyway, uh, starting a new series. And I really don't know how many this is going to, how many weeks this might take up. I'm thinking maybe maybe three, possibly four. But anyway, it's, it's a scripture that I've, y'all have heard me talk about it before. I have mentioned this scripture probably numerous times in, in previous sermons, um, but I've never put this kind of, I've never intentionally pulled these particular scriptures out and done a, a sermon on them, much less, much less an entire series. Um, but to me, this is, this is some of the most important scripture in the Gospels. To me, this is, I would almost go far to say, as far as my life goes, as far as my opinion goes, if that matters, this is, this, to me, this is the most important thing that Jesus Christ ever said to anybody. Uh, to me, this, this unravels the whole idea of what it means to really be Christians, to really be disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. And so what I want to do, first of all, is today I just want to lay that foundation. Uh, my, my intention, guys, is to keep these things short. Hopefully I'll do that. I think I can knock it out in 45 minutes. But my, somebody got it. Um, but my idea is today is just kind of lay the foundation, but I want to dive really, really deep into it over the next two or three weeks, however long that takes, because I think it is so, 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 so very important. But it's not just my opinion. From the best I can gather and from the best of what we're going to read in this scripture, Jesus says um, the very, this very same thing, talking about it being the most important thing. In fact, you're going to read that in just a second when somebody asks him, Jesus, what's the most important thing? And he tells this guy, now I don't know how much more direct we can be. Tell me, Christ, what's the most important thing that Jesus answered? So in my opinion, this is not my opinion. This is hands down the most important thing that we can learn as we grow in Christ's likeness and as we seek to be disciples and as we seek to be followers of Jesus Christ. Some of what you're going to hear um, over the next couple, three weeks, however long it takes, again, is not going to be my original work. So let me lay down that for you. Um, obviously, we're gleaning this from Scripture, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the information, because I like to give credit where credit is due, um, and not take credit for something that I didn't do or ideas that weren't not mine. But a lot of this stuff I, I, I got out of a book several years ago. It's an older book, and it's called the Jesus Creed. And we're going to get into that what that means a little bit later. But I think it was written about 2004 by a guy named Scott McKnight, brilliant, brilliant Anglican uh, uh, priest and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, seminary professor, as you guys know. Methodism came out of the Anglican tradition, uh, so we got a lot in common. Uh, but, but this book just really grabbed a hold of my heart, and just really made so much sense. So a lot of the stuff I'm going I'm to be preaching on, not necessarily today, but in the coming weeks, is going to be coming out of that. So if you got a Bible, I know you're all, you know, on, on, on your, leaning forward and ready to go. <laughs> Turn over to Mark chapter 12. 12th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And I'm 
also going to be kind of heavy on scripture today. It's about four different scriptures we're going to look at. Um, again, just laying the foundation. And we're looking at four verses. We're going to be reading, or basing all of this. All we're going to be talking about is verses 28 through 31. 12th chapter of Mark, verses 28 to 31. And it reads, One of the teachers of the law came, and he heard them debating. And noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked Jesus, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Y'all remember what I said about the beginning, about the most important thing. Here's Jesus' answer. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Word of God to the people of God. And uh, just a little background. Prior to that, Jesus Jesus had answered some pretty tough questions of some religious people who were who were uh, trying to debate him, and he gave a wonderful answer. So this expert teacher in the law comes up to him and he asks us asks Jesus this question, uh, where we picked up on our scriptures today, which is the greatest of all the commandments. And you see how Jesus answers them. Now, what I need to do is I need to give you a little bit of a background. And again, that goes back to laying the foundation today. Uh, what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. This guy asked Jesus, what is the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus answers in two ways. It's pretty profound the way Jesus answers it. He answers him by, first of all, by love your God. Jesus is quoting some scripture in the book of Deuteronomy. He is quoting to him what the Jewish people called the Shema. The Shema. Y'all may have heard me say that before. I've talked a little about, about that in other sermons. But the Shema is located again in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. Let's read that real quick. Deuteronomy is towards the beginning of the Bible. But if you don't want to flip, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of myself and we'll read it. I'll read it. Still out of breath. Hope y'all will bear with me. It's the, it's the, it's the lingering, lingering COVID. <coughs> so in Deuteronomy, verse, chapter 6, Verses 4 and 5, you hear the exact same words that Jesus says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. What's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Jesus quotes him, first and foremost, this very traditional Jewish prayer that they know and we know is the Shema. It's such an important prayer that back then it was recited numerous times a day. It still remains a very, very important prayer in the Jewish tradition. It's one that a lot of Jewish people continue to pray today and pray daily. Jesus would have been very familiar with this scripture. Jesus would have been very familiar with the Shema. He very, he very well would have prayed it himself. So that's the first way that Christ answers them. What's the most important of all the commandments? He quotes in the Shema. Love the Lord your God. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But let me dive a little bit deeper into that and explain a couple of words to you. That first word here is very important because most of our Bible translations don't do justice 
to what that word means. Most of your Bibles probably say that. The ones that have them, does it say here? Is that the first word y'all look at? Most of them do. Most of them translate the word here. A more appropriate translation of that would probably be to listen. Here doesn't really do that word justice. That word really means to listen. And that it doesn't just mean, hey, listen to the words or hear the words that come out of my mouth. It means listen up. <clears throat> open your minds. Open your hearts and open your souls to what's coming from God's mouth. Ingest this. Allow this to soak in. Listen. And another portion of that scripture I want to draw out to you is the word, um, or the phrase, the Lord our God. Uh, here on the the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Most of your translations say the Lord is one. What does that mean? Well, that means that he is the one and only Lord. I think a more appropriate translation comes out of the New Living Translation, which, which states it like this. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. So open up. Listen. Hear the words of God. Soak this in. Ingest this. Digest this. Listen. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And then, of course, the rest of that scripture is pretty self-explanatory. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and all of your strength. So that probably didn't surprise them that much. That probably didn't surprise those folks when they asked Jesus this question. And he responded, well, love the Lord your God. That's the most important commandment. But, aha! Jesus adds to it. Now, that would have taken them off guard. That would have taken them greatly off guard. What he would said next probably would have taken would have been taken very radically. You know what he does? We all know what love your neighbor is, but you know what he does? He takes that scripture and he references another scripture. He references Leviticus 19.18. Most of us hear Leviticus and we shudder. Leviticus is that big rule book, right? That big list of don'ts. Leviticus is a beautiful book, in my opinion. And Jesus completely takes them off guard when he throws this in there. Leviticus 19.18 Here's one for us. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone, against any of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. The Christ, when asked what the greatest commandments, does two things. He takes the Shema from Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and he adds to it. And love your neighbor as yourself. Again, that would have been revolutionary. Here's what's even more revolutionary. Jesus says these two commandments carry the equal amount of weight. That they are just as equal. It's right there in the scripture. I'm not, I'm not making an opinion on this. You can read it right there. These carry the same weight in the eyes of God. Loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is just as important as loving your neighbor as yourself. We're talking about that word neighbor. I think I preached on the Good Samaritan out here at the Oak and I know I preached on the cross. When we talk about loving your neighbor, who our neighbor is, we came to the conclusion our neighbor is not just obviously the person who lives next door to us. Our neighbor is any person that we influence. Any, influence, any person we may come in contact with. 
But Jesus makes that bigger, and we should have a bigger idea of who our major is too. It is anybody who may even be affected by any actions or decisions that we make. Think about that one for a while. Y'all know what the ripple effect is, right? You make a decision, you take an action, and it, and it ripples out. It affects so, so many people. Think about people with addictions and substance abuse problems. They're not just hurting themselves. Who are they hurting? So many people outward, not just their immediate family. The decisions that we make affect other people. When we make decisions, we take actions, we have to keep that in mind. Am I loving my neighbor as myself? Am I doing everything I can within my capacity to avoid hurting my neighbor in the decisions that I make, in the actions that I take? And once again, I'll say it one more time, Jesus equates that to the same degrees he equates loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is repeated time and time and time again throughout the New Testament. Paul reiterates the words that Christ says here numerous, numerous, numerous times from a mass day. My mass says, love your neighbor. There's a scripture right there below it. Galatians 5, 14. This is a repetition of Jesus' words from the letter of Paul to the church in Galatia that we find in Galatians 5, 13 and 14. Let me read that to you real quick. I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page, and I just want to make sure that we all gather the weight and ingest, understand the weight that the words of Christ are saying here. Paul repeats him. Galatians 5. Thirteen, fourteen. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use freedom to indulge the flesh. Don't use the freedom that you have in Christ to be selfish. Rather, serve one another in humility and love. Listen to what Paul says here. See if this doesn't sound very, very familiar to you from this morning. For the entire law is keeping is in keeping that one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. It seems like somebody familiar just said that somewhere else, and they did. We read the exact same words of Jesus. The entire law, everything. What, there's 633 some odd laws in the Old Testament? Jesus brought them down to two. Love God, love neighbor with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's repeated again, time and time again. Even Paul tells us the entirety of the law, the entirety of all those Old Testament commands are summed up with that. So the bottom line, if you don't get anything else out of the 20, the very exciting day that we've had today, bottom line is this, loving our neighbor is as equally as important as loving God. And those aren't Pastor Jerry's words, those are the words of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Those are the words of Holy Scripture. You've all heard me say this quote, probably, at least twice. Um, but I'm going to say it again. Because I think it's such a beautiful and a, such a concise quote of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. What it means to be a disciple. we got too many folks, myself included. Folks, folks, anything I preach to y'all, I'm preaching to me. I guarantee you that. I hold myself to a much higher standard. But we got a lot of folks out there, and I ain't saying any one of them. But I am saying there are a lot of folks out there who just want to stop at a certain point in their walk with Christ. We don't want to grow. We do want to indulge the flesh. 
We don't want to grow into that Christ-likeness that we're called to. Jesus called us to be disciples. And y'all know y'all heard me say that time and time and time again. He didn't say be Christians. He didn't say be believers, which all of that is included. But he very specifically said be disciples. Be disciples. Disciples follow. Disciples imitate. Disciples follow the Lord and follow the instructions of the one that they call Lord. Dallas Willard said this. This is what a disciple is. A disciple is a person who has decided that the most important thing in their life. Y'all could, could probably follow along with me at this point. I've said it so many times. A disciple is a person who has decided the most important person, the most important thing in their lives is to be and do the things that Jesus said be and do. And it's just as simple as that. And this is where it starts. Jesus said it. This is your starting point. This is our starting point. Everything else flows out of this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. These carry equal amount of weight. Let me reread to you one more time. I want to challenge you, encourage you to do something this week. And this is what we're calling the Jesus Creed. Y'all heard me mention the name of a book earlier. That's the name of the book. It's called the Jesus Creed. And next time I get next term I preach on this, I'll, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go deeper into this. Jesus said this is the most important commandment when asked. And these are the words that I want you to remember. Hear, O Israel, or listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. The second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. I want y'all, I hope, one of the purposes of this is for us again to start soaking these words in. So I'm going to encourage you. And I've done this before. I've gotten off track with, with, with staying consistent with it. But I want to encourage you to incorporate these words into your prayer lives. Most of y'all been going to a Methodist church most of your lives. Y'all are familiar with the Apostles' Creed. Well, that's also a prayer. It's not just something that we say on Sunday mornings. That's a prayer. It's, it's an acknowledgement of who God is, of who Jesus Christ is, of who the Holy Spirit is. It doesn't sound necessarily like a prayer. It's an affirmation of faith. It's what we call it. And very oftentimes, we offer that as a prayer to God. And that's what we do when... When we do that together as a congregation, as a body of Christ, is what we do, what we're doing, what we do of ourselves. Try that with this scripture here. Wake up in the morning, incorporate that into your prayer life, and see, see if the words of Christ and see if the Holy Scriptures don't start changing us a little bit. Don't start changing our outlook a little bit. Don't start doesn't start helping us and assisting us in loving our enemies a little bit more, in treating people maybe a little bit different, and being a little bit more reflective in the decisions that we make, in the actions that we take throughout that day. Repeat those words. Open your day with those words. Remember, those are the two most important things that Christ said. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor 